0: This is Jen and this is Paranormal.chat. Thank you for coming back. This is going to be episode 21. We're going to be talking about Skinwalker Ranch again. And I am joined here by my brother Eric and Jesse. Want to say hi, guys?
1: Hey, how's it going? How you doing?
0: And so uh, this is going to be a continuation of last week's episode. Uh, Eric was actually, Eric told us uh, about the history of the land of Skinwalker Ranch, and he's going to be bringing us up to date about uh, the more modern uh, stories and tales associated with it
2: Oh yeah and there's there is just as much to unpack in this episode as there was in the last one I mean there's there, so there is eight years of investigation through a organization that like I mentioned back, uh, in the last episode that Bob Bigelow had uh, put together mm-hmm. and then there is also the accounts from the Gorman before they even go in there. So I mean there's there's a, a lot happening on this land. So it's it's yeah, it's a lot, a lot a lot. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. It's gonna get wiggity too.
0: Yeah. Last episode I didn't really do any research because it was a fucking wild week. But um, from then to now I did a little bit more research and it's it just seems fucking wild and I'm excited to learn, <laughs> learn more about it. Especially since like now everything has like documentation and oh whatnot. yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And um it just seems like there's so many fucking stories and just like so many encounters there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and see, and, and it's an interesting thing that you say that about uh there's so much documentation because there's actually no documentation. There's only the accounts that Colin Kelleher and George Knapp mm-hmm. all can say, you know, there's there are the accounts from uh Hunt for the Skinwalker, and but some, other than that
1: I believe some very shitty orb pictures.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's cool. very shitty orb pictures.
1: Uh but nothing like concrete concrete they had a bunch of cameras and everything but (laughs) i mean the only thing that they were able to capture was literally shitty orbs
2: yeah well and even at that you know that they were orbs no he no no so they are lights let me say that right but me and jesse already know that what they were attempting to capture were orbs but what manifested in the pictures was just like i mean if you were to look at it it just looked like a star
1: you know that's all it did all it looked like it uh, the the way that it goes is that the events would happen, people were witnessing them, but it would always be slightly off camera. Yeah, they yeah. had the camera <laughs> pointing at the direct spot where this event happened <laughs> two, three days ago on the dot every single time. And this day that they're filming it, everybody's mm-hmm. waiting for it. Mm-hmm. It was just a couple of feet off that it yeah. appeared. So that's why they always believed that it was the same. It was sentient. It was yeah. able to yeah. respond. And act accordingly to their. It was
0: acting sassy that
1: night, basically. No, it was always. No, acting, it was always, always yeah. acting oh, like that. Okay. It was every single time it, it, that they credited towards where it was a like it responded back to them. Yeah, yeah. So It was was like
2: interacting with them, right? So uh, I guess the best description for this would be like as if the the entity was omnipotent, right? Like if it was aware of what was
1: going on. Uh At Uh, all time and every single aspect of every part of the land. That sounds
0: like the Bell Witch, but we could talk about her later. (laughs) But any who's, before we get into it, um, let's just go over a couple of things real quick. Uh, guys, you can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, both of them are paranormal.chat. Uh, if you want to sign up to be on the show, uh, we record through Zoom meetings, and uh, you can email us at paranormal at gmail.com, or you could send in your story for one of us to read it. Uh, by default, it's going to be me, unless you say you want somebody else. So if you want my nasally voice just don't even say it's going to be me um
2: uh, and you know i am i am very humbled by uh the numbers that we're getting yes. very very humbled oh my yes. god all the new listeners that are jumping on board thank you oh my god and i know also the
0: people that continue to listen
2: oh yeah absolutely i mean but you know i i just want to send out a nice thank you to all the new listeners and uh, uh you know a very Welcoming, uh, welcome to to the show. I hope y'all enjoy it.
3: Yeah,
0: we did get quite a few new Facebook page likes this week.
1: Have we been keeping track of the regions that they're coming from? Um, Not really.
0: I haven't this past two weeks, but
1: yeah. yeah. Well, well, we got to check that out.
0: Yeah, for sure. But thanks again, guys. You guys are great. Um, Make sure... to make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to. We host on Podbean, but you can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, Make sure to give us a good rating. Leave a good review. (laughs)
3: Um,
0: It just helps us. uh, Like When we put out a new episode, it helps us to pop up in your feed and to also pop up in other people's feeds as something as a suggestion which is what we are looking for you know
2: yes and and we still uh I'm sorry to butt in there but i I think that we still wanted to do something for our little thousand uh thousand mark yeah that, celebration
0: yeah life is crazy guys and I'm sure you guys understand and relate um we're not trying to put that off we definitely want to do something it's just you know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a wild <laughs>
3: world
2: right now.
1: It's a wild year.
3: Yeah,
0: wild
2: world, wild year. It just year. keeps
1: coming, baby. I, I believe I saw on the interweb a fire tornado about oh, a, oh God, about yeah. a day ago. So
2: and you know those photos of uh, is it California or Utah right now where it's it's the fire but the town is like red oh, I don't red. even know. You
1: hey, you tell me. It could be anywhere right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've seen some of those photos. They're creepy as fuck.
2: Um, and I, I, you know, I guess there is a little sliver of hope for this year because uh, I just heard recently there there is a uh, Chris Evans Wang out there. So I guess for some people that can be, uh,
1: you know, uh, I I believe that shwing. he did, he did this on purpose to save Yeah, to save He saw
2: twenty twenty needs this. <laughs> you
1: think? thought Captain America's ass
2: was great. Yeah. Wait until you see his wiener. He's, uh, <laughs>
0: The people that don't know are going to be desperately Googling right now.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm glad the news broke on our podcast.
0: (laughs) You're welcome.
1: (laughs) These guys piggybacked off of my wiener fame. That was like their their, uh, biggest uh, podcast ever.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Well, thank you
1: to Chris Evans then. Yeah, thanks, Chris Evans. So they keep talking about creepy, weird stuff, but every once in a while... They slip in a Chris Evans reference about his wiener, so... Yeah. I'm oh, listening. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, oh, okay. God, man. I was trying to make Bigfoot our, like, mascot. I don't want Chris Evans' wang to be our mascot. <laughs> no comment. The, the
1: times are changing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the first idea I had... If you're listening out there, definite. Bigfoot,
1: sorry about that.
0: <laughs> no, Bigfoot's our dude still. Um, I'm not letting go of
1: Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> Bigfoot's, I don't mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so before we get into the the rest of this uh, do we have any
2: creepy updates uh, no but again just a continuation of just strange noises that I'm hearing whispering in my ear but uh, you know now this is just kind of happening so more often that I just think something's wrong with me so I don't know
0: You're either going crazy or
2: just being haunted Ah, oh, god that's one yeah. of your kids know.
0: under the
3: bed <laughs> <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs>
0: um yeah I and y'all y'all anything i don't think so right
1: not really no no, no. It, it's kind of toned down <laughs> i don't think i've had anything big big um to happen.
0: the only it's not a creepy update but it's like really exciting for me this is my exciting update for the week on monday okay. i am getting my very own car vacuum <laughs> that's my exciting update and also it's sal's
2: birthday tomorrow oh my god but that's about it so that is uh, pretty scary
1: news yeah (laughs) the vacuum before your son's birthday well (laughs) see the she needs the vacuum because of the sun so it's all
0: (laughs) you don't understand
1: (laughs) okay sometimes it all connects
0: yeah you don't even know there's sometimes she
1: wouldn't need the vacuum yeah, if it wasn't for Sal.
0: But anyways.
1: Okay. All right.
2: There's haunted gummies
1: in there. Oh wow, haunted gummies. They've haunted Cheetos.
0: You don't even know.
2: The,
1: <laughs> let's be honest. The real reason we're doing this is because this boy will drop it in there and like he'll try to eat it three yeah. days later, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: and he won't yep. care about the taste. He'll literally chew it and he'll he'll <laughs> muscle through it. Yeah. Just, it's nutrition. Oh my god!
0: But anyways, that's it.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, let's
0: get this party started. Yeah,
2: let's let's get let's get crazy. Let's get freaky. All that's right. So, of course, like you mentioned uh, earlier, we left the ranch. Well, shit, we didn't. We just arrived at the ranch. Yeah. Everything previous to this was everything that happened in the area, right? The Utah, uh, the Utah Basin, right? That was everything that happened there, and that is a lot that happened there. And now we're finally at the ranch, and it just gets crazier from here, right? So the ranch was purchased in 1933 by Kenneth and Edith Byers, right? They lived on the ranch for 60 years until Kenneth had died at the age of 86 in 1987. Mm-hmm. Edith, on the other hand, uh, stayed on the ranch for the next six years until she moved to assisted living, right, and she stayed there with her dog. Uh, for 60 years, though, this is something to note, right? I, I, I kind of made this a point in my notes to kind of point out because it's interesting, right? For the 60 years that the Myers had lived on the ranch, uh, Kenneth's brother, Garth, had never heard a single word of them ever seeing anything, encounter anything, witnessing anything. <clears throat> he doesn't remember ever hearing anything about his brother and his uh, sister-in-law ever witnessing anything there, right? Because that is one thing about this story is that there are a lot of detractors out there. And the only thing that, like I mentioned in the last one, that uh, kind of pushes these, these detractors away is the fact that there are so many accounts. So it, it's it's difficult to rule out whether or not this is somebody trying to cash grab. Even though the the Gormans were noted is not even knowing that a doc, they were being documented. Right, their signings <laughs> were being documented. Yeah, he didn't know uh, Tom Gorman, but that's his pseudonym, and I'll, I'll I'll get to that later. Uh, he he didn't even know that George Knapp was writing a book on this, right? And he was even quoted as saying that he hated science fiction. Mm. right? So uh, this wasn't his this wasn't his game. This wasn't his bag, you know he didn't he didn't want this. He didn't he hated this. All he wanted to do was be a cattle rancher, right. But back to Kenneth and Edith Myers, right. So she lived there for the next six years, even after her husband had died, Kenneth. And she still didn't have any accounts Garth remembers that she had ever mentioned to him.
0: Edith sounds like a badass. Uh
2: you know, it's it's interesting because yeah, she I mean she was around the same age and she lived there by herself, uh, with her dog, right? On a big ass plot of land.
0: Yeah, I don't even like want to live by myself here. So
2: <laughs> Well, you are on the south side, so that's
0: I got burglar bars. <laughs> Anyways.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, so she never witnessed anything or as far as you know her brother-in-law can remember she doesn't remember ever saying anything of that, right? Uh so could they be telling the truth, right? Could all of this be true? Because the Myers were also known to be very private people, right? Like these these are these are Mormon cattle ranchers, right? Well, at least I think the Myers no, the Myers weren't, I believe. Right? Because this is like Mormon area. This is heavily uh populated by Mormons, Uh, so, I mean, being private, I I still don't know if that really lends in hand on whether or not something did happen, Uh, because like I mentioned, it it just wasn't their game, I I don't know, Uh,
0: even like it, it just seems uh, like such a, like not even to mention it to family though,
2: and and that's true, Uh, but when the ranch was sold, uh, there was a strange contract. And Jesse had mentioned it in the last episode, right? This was the, the digging contract.
1: Yep. Uh, amongst other things. Uh, I think they had the no digging. Uh, God. Man, I should have really wrote this down on the notes. It was like no digging, mm-hmm. uh, no building, certain, no adding certain stuff without letting them know. And I think okay. something around the body of water that was there.
2: Oh, shit. See, I didn't know that one. Uh, because i know the main focus was the digging one right uh and kenneth was also and again this could go either way uh kenneth was also quoted as saying like bad things can happen if you dig in the wrong spot right but garth can easily explain this way he says that it's because the myers had actually owned the mineral rights to the land so if anything was found there they would still have claim to it and stuff like that that's
0: like the most logical fucking reason
2: right right uh (laughs) so yeah i I don't know on the accounts of the previous myers owners right but also on the other side it's an interesting fact to note that junior hicks right the guy who was documenting all the sightings uh while his documentation back in the 60s does remember a clerk from like a local drugstore saying that if you really wanted to hear some good stories go talk to edith so now there's conflicting stories on this on whether or not the Myers had actually witnessed something or didn't. And uh yeah. So don't know, right? But it's also something that I have to note uh because it's it's another thing all within this this uh this this topic right here that we're kind of touching on in the center is because uh Tom Gorman, right? Again, that's just the pseudonym, uh is on record as saying that. Yes, some of the stories may be embellished, but everything that happened on the ranch and everything that has happened on the ranch has happened to a degree of truth, right? Like, yeah, just like any story, it's going to kind of get embellished and
1: grow and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But other than that,
2: yeah, it's true,
1: right? I mean, the stories are already very over the top, so what parts would be embellished is what I would like to think. And Holy shit, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Because, okay... Just one example, where he's stand that we know of from you know the accounts or whatever that he's standing out his front port front porch, right? Mm -hmm. He's looking out into the sky, yeah, and he literally sees a hole in the sky, and (laughs) he can clearly see daytime, and basically like it's a like a window into a whole other day yeah yeah world if you want to put it and and i have that in my notes so how would you be able to embellish that
2: more to (laughs) what it already is yeah and and that and you know that kind of seems like it is the tone for the rest of the stories in this thing is that everything is kind of like a psycho or psychedelic
1: trip yeah what would be the the downplay of that so he went outside and it was just a tiny (laughs) you know was it like a ray of light Was it for a second? I don't know what would like, because I'm thinking like it was there for like a while. But what if he only saw it for like a couple of seconds and then it disappeared? Was that the embellishment that we're thinking that maybe it was just there for an extended amount of period? But maybe Hmm. it was over in a in a blink of an eye. Maybe he thought he was crazy.
2: Yeah, and you know it's it's an interesting perspective because I I couldn't
1: give you an answer, right? Nobody knows.
2: Yeah, and that that is like the overall overarching like encompassing thing in this entire investigation is that people walked away with this with more questions than they than they did with answers. Because uh like I'll get to the investigators that actually spent time on the on the ranch, uh spent nine years investigating this.
1: And I don't think anybody I don't think anybody walked out financially gaining anything from this.
2: Well, I mean uh
1: <laughs> Robert Bigelow did well, kind I mean, of <laughs> but I'm talking about like everybody else who kinda of got like i guess shat on by the whole process well i know they had a couple of crew members quit and whatnot right uh
2: they had a couple of crew members quit but then there was also the rumor that they had two nids investigators that were killed on the job and that uh robert bigelow had actually like tried covering it up uh because well see there's a whole thing about him being criticized because he later started receiving funds from the government to fund the investigation yes yeah yes
1: but because it was always widely believed that the government had something oh or yeah at a hand yeah. in this yeah for some point uh there's the strange noises of machinery or machinery mm-hmm. work underground mm-hmm. made it you know at some point they did uh what is it remote viewing
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: and they had about i want to say eight eight or nine different remote viewers and the You know, they didn't know each other. They didn't put them in the same room. They kind of did it as like they wanted to Mm -hmm. see if every single one of them gave them the same result. Oh, yeah. It would vary from time to time, but what every single one of them basically would say was that the government was involved. Yeah, it was. It was something to do with you know that it was basically sanctioned by the government. (laughs) It was like a yeah.
2: And and he is heavily critiqued for this, right? But I, I think it's a shame that uh he used a lot of his own money during the very beginning of this investigation because he owned the budget in suites and that's where he he got all his money from. And he's credited as being one of the like sole investi- or uh investing people into the investigation of
1: this. Yeah, he, he kinda you know he kickstarted it for himself. He kind of just was yeah, like, you yeah. know what? I'll do it.
2: Yeah. So again it, it's it's uh Back to the Myers and their accounts, uh, it, it's strange how they're like on the fence, or the story is on the fence on whether or not they heard, they've seen or witnessed anything. And then on the other side, about people saying like, "Well, no, none of this actually happened," because another account is that visitors, uh, one of the first things that they would notice when actually going to the house is that there were deadbolts, like huge deadbolts on the do- on the doors of the house on both sides. Right, like outside and inside. Yes, outside and inside, which is kind of strange, right? Really? Uh, yeah. So uh, even one neighboring rancher, right, like a a ranch uh, one side over, says that he. So he adds that he even witnessed seeing sliding locks on the windows and cabinets as well, right. <laughs> But again, Garth comes back and says, "No, like that's not true because actually, I remember being able just to
1: push open the door, even if it was locked."
2: Oh wow! Yeah, so very
1: conflicting there's, sides. Yeah, on there's, it. there's there's very conflicting because I remember in one of them, there's an actual story where the door gets blown out from the house.
2: What? Oh yeah, I don't I don't know this one.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I haven't heard this one. It. Um, everybody was a uh, asleep, you know at night and mm. there was no noise there was no anything uh n- n- no signs of like any kind of struggle or whatever whatnot and okay. when they awoke the i mean and, and they said that it was a heavy framed door mm-hmm. and it was just hanging off its hinges like somebody had literally pushed it open
2: hmm.
0: pushed it or like
1: i don't know blew Tore it, it. i mean, tore it basically tore it off of the 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 frame and whatnot,
0: and they didn't hear it.
1: Nope.
2: Wow,
0: that's I, very
3: comedyville. Hard.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. I when I, I heard that I was like, whoa, like, because they don't say like, oh, well, we saw this or we heard that or it was, yeah, it yeah. was just literally somebody tore the door off. Shit. <laughs> <Dang.
2: laughs> so uh, that that was something that I just needed to get through, right? Yeah. Because I, I think it's it's uh, a bookmark in what we're about to jump into. Right, because on one hand you hear that the Myers did witness something, on the other hand, you hear that they didn't. So I guess it's for the skeptic and the the believer right there on whether or not there are things that precede what is just what we're just about to get get into, right? Okay. So it's in nineteen ninety-four that the Gormans arrived to the property. Tom and Ellen, their two children, Tad and Kate, right? But you'll never hear Kate. I don't know if it's because Kate was too small or whatever but she's never really in the story but uh yeah and like i said they were called the gormans but of course they're that's a pseudonym it was to protect the yeah uh they're really the shermans hence the sherman ranch as it's referred to sometimes uh so they arrive and nothing happens (laughs) just for a few months nothing happens Uh, So, again, they they purchased the ranch in 94, and for a while, everything is quiet on the ranch. Nothing is happening. Yet, for five months, it was just dead silence. It was life as normal, right? But that all changes when the wolf arrives. Tom and his son, Tad, describe seeing a strange creature off in the distance approaching one day. Uh, As it approached them, Tom began to realize just how big this creature was, saying that it was three times the size of an average wolf. Right, like this thing stood up to about his shoulder. Oh, I God. think is a, is the way it described it. It's
3: like the Twilight Wolves.
2: Yeah, it's it's.
0: <laughs> God, <laughs> sorry.
2: I don't want to see Taylor Na-
1: Lautner. All right, <laughs> <laughs> just what's <laughs> up to ruin it? Check. I know. Geez. I'm sorry.
0: I'm just trying to help people get a frame of reference. <laughs> well, if it was spooky, now, now
1: they're just thinking of like
0: two, <laughs> and
1: that <laughs> face is the weird, Those gross, face. terrible.
0: Yeah. Oh God, Renesmee. That weird baby oh, monster. But anyways, continue. Three times the size of a regular wolf.
2: Yes. Uh so God, you made me lose my place. <laughs> me too. I was like, really like,
0: oh I'm like, sorry bad. guys. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. So it's after the that the creature actually reached them that uh Tom gets a really good look at this, right? And it just stands there and stares at them. Uh so much so that they're not even afraid, right? Tom and Tad, they even go up to it and even pet it. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh hell And yeah. there's this huge creature in front of them. And they so one, it's it's just it's some of the things that you need to kind of note during all these experiences are also what the witnesses are feeling, right? Because I'll give you uh the description of what they're feeling because sometimes they'll they'll feel docile, right? Like they'll feel peaceful. Other times they'll have just dread in them. And then other times it'll just be whatever, right? Like it'll—they won't even be comprehending what's going on, right? So there. So Tom actually goes up to it and kind of pets it, and he realizes how muscular this thing is. He how can burly. feel, yeah, he what? can feel underneath how muscular
1: this creature is. Oh my
3: god, is. that's terrifying!
1: <laughs> but but the, but previous to that, to the lead up of them actually making physical contact with each other, there's a point where they're at a standoff point where they're contemplating going and getting his uh, you know firearms right right because of the because of how big this is and they're like oh my god <laughs> this this is going to be just bad <laughs> but the the wolf seems to show some kind of intelligence oh where it's god. gauging them yeah, and he's yeah. trying to show them that I'm curious but with it's all through eye contact that yeah. they basically this giant <laughs> wolf is able to make them put their guard down just by yeah. staring at him and walking to them very nonchalantly. Yeah. Because yeah. when he they first saw him, he was very imposing, but he started kind of letting his guard down. Like, it, they, they, even the way that... Like it, trying it, it, to
0: get him comfortable.
1: Yes. Him. He, yeah. They even explained yeah. that the way that he walked up to them was very like, hey, guys. Like, yeah. how are you guys doing? I guess like a pet. Yeah. Yeah, because they at one point were like, maybe he was bred you know, with a with a hybrid, and that's what they were thinking. Maybe it's, it's somebody's animal. Yeah, That's yeah. a hell of a thing to think of with something of that <laughs> stature coming towards you. Yeah.
2: That's terrifying. So, uh, but the, it's funny that, that uh, Jesse also mentions that it, it stood there and, and kind of gauged them because that was one of the, the focusing things that Tom noticed first was the ice blue eyes of this creature, right? So, again, they're over there petting it. They realize how muscular and strong this creature is. When suddenly the creature dashed to the cattle pen that they were working near and it wrapped its jaws around a nearby calf in the pen. So Tom and Tad run up to it and begin to beat it, right? Like in an attempt to get it off. Yeah. And nothing is happening. I think they even beat it with like a oh, a piece of wood that's they, nearby. I think
1: they might have used like a... a I don't know if they say a shovel or a pickaxe.
0: Oh my god!
1: And it had no effect on it. Yeah, like uh, it, it was it, the the hide that it had. They, they were like, "This is crazy."
0: Sounds like a fucking supernatural wolf.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's basically how they thought. They, yeah, and he wasn't like viciously attacking the cap. He just had it in his mouth yep. and was
2: slowly like dragging it through yeah, the bars. Like
1: he was slowly, very slowly.
0: Like, it it was methodical, almost?
1: uh, I wouldn't say methodical. It wasn't bloodthirsty, but it's like...
0: Like, just don't mind me, guys.
1: Yeah, like, he just snapped it, and they were trying to get it to loosen it, but the cap's crying, there's blood gushing, it's fucking... Yeah. It's just kind of like, this is mine now, and they try to, like, (laughs) let it loose, it doesn't work.
2: Yeah. So, again, they're pounding on this thing to try to get it loose, and it's at that time that, you know, Tom realizes, like, fuck. This isn't working, so he instructs Tad to go to the truck and get his 357 Magnum, right? So after retrieving the gun, Tom puts one round dead center in the animal's chest, and nothing happens. And this no is blood, a, yeah, no, nothing.
1: Uh, you know, like no flinching, nothing. yeah,
2: nothing. Like, you know, even if I were to flick you right now, you would probably, like, flinch, right? Nothing happens to this creature. Uh, it's not till two more rounds go into this creature and still nothing happens. And Tom is kind of just he's 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 panicking. This is one of his calves. Yeah. So he instructs Tad to go back and get the 30 odd six. <laughs> just like go get that 30 odd six. Oh my
3: god. So
2: he comes back with it. All right. And the first round that he pumps into it still does nothing. Right. And oh this my is god. a huge rifle. Yeah. I mean, these rifles, uh like the common description of the rifle is that it could take down like an elk, and elk are huge creatures they're huge animals
3: i
0: just googled it and it's scary fucking looking (laughs)
2: yeah i mean this thing can put a hole through most animals right like uh i mean here in san antonio you we've always heard you know relatives from the old school that will describe being chased by like javelinas and stuff and those things you can't shoot with like even a 45 and put it down like you have to be pretty precise with a 45 to put down a javelina because like these are wild boars but like a 30 odd six, these yeah. huge boars can put a hole through. It, right. Because
1: yeah, they got pretty tough hide. Yeah,
2: they have they have really hard hide. So so that that just trying to give you a gauge of this weapon, right? So the first shot does nothing.
1: And this is not like, or you could say it's at a distance. So it, it
0: Is it almost like point blank?
2: Basically, basically shit. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't until the second shot that anything really happened.
1: Right? He, he kind of very slowly yeah. opened his mouth
2: just just casually just like go.
1: oh y'all don't like this and he like <laughs> let it go right and, and i believe i believe that they said that it turned around looked at them they were expecting it to go south really quick it didn't he kind of had this surprised look on his face and he slowly started to back away yeah yeah like <laughs> back away like which is something that <laughs> Would blow your mind if you you like, what kind of animal does that? Yeah,
0: for sure. Like this fucking, this just just terrifying just to begin with, and then, but just really, I kind of want to be like, hey, why didn't you just go get your gun to begin with when you saw fucking supernatural wolf man over there? Well,
1: they they were they were really like I said they were really contemplating that they were yeah. really about to start shooting that before it even got close to them. Yeah, because he gauged the fence post to the animal and said whoa yeah that's yeah. a big
3: fucker
2: and and, he, and and jesse's right because i mean I, I think anybody would i i don't i don't think anybody in their their common sense would look at a uh like an animal that would be considered prey
3: mm-hmm.
2: con you know compared to an animal that would be a predator and not already be thinking like oh fuck yeah but this this is around here for a reason
1: okay but also, let's put ourselves a little bit in the mind frame. These guys are ranchers. So they're right, around right. livestock and animals. So they know that animals can be dangerous, but they won't attack unless they're like hungry or put in a right. space of you know danger. So when they see this animal yielding to them, they kind of was like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. that's why they assumed it's somebody's pet. Because it looks domesticated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why they didn't really... Start Go for shooting the gun first. <laughs> but it, I'm pretty sure if it okay. would have started snarling and, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. running after them, they all would have started. But yeah. just the simple fact that it was able to coax them to get that close to them, to the calf, bite mm-hmm. it, and then slowly back away. So did the calf <laughs> yeah. survive? Or did yes, it... the calf still survived with these fucking huge jaws around that's its neck. Still that's survived. That's
0: also what I wanted
1: but to know. But it survived because... It wanted it to survive. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say, like if it re- if it was really that fucking big, and, like you know, it could wow. take it down.
1: Yeah, wow,
2: I didn't even think about that.
1: That is very interesting. Cause yeah, at any moment it could have just fucking killed this. Thing. My whole thing is I I think the animal was gauging what type of people these these were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was so
0: like gauging their gun collection.
1: <laughs> or just how they would react to things because again, he was able to coax them into break, letting them get that close. Yeah, yeah, chomping on it. Not taking immediate action right away. And as he slowly backed away, I'll let you continue with the story because we're backing away right now.
2: Well, so it's with that second shot that, you know, like I said, something actually happened, right? It it did release the calf and it started backing away. But with that second shot, it actually knocked off a chunk of flesh from the creature, Mm -hmm. right? So, again, like Jesse mentioned, it backed away and it slowly entered the woods again. Right, ever,
1: ever so often, looking back to make sure that oh yeah they were yeah. watching him still, mm-hmm. and I believe the words for this dude when he was talking to the recipe uh, group that was there with him, mm-hmm. his family essentially, he was like, "Whoa, that's something that big, we can't we can't let it right we can't right. let it you know uh, we are essentially our stuff's gonna be in danger. We have to follow it and make sure we kill it. Yeah, oh, wow. So, so they so. took it upon themselves to follow this thing. Yeah into oh my god what did i say they were uh olive birch yeah yeah the trees yeah yeah which is like very not hikeable like where you go through them like it's it's where you know catch your you know the fur and stuff like that so they it was quite of uh you know,
2: yeah so and and like and like jesse said they so tom and tad right they're still like in awe about what they witnessed hmm. and like he said they gather themselves and decide like, yes, we need to finish this thing off. So they pursue it and they're following these tracks in the mud, right? Tom remembers that these tracks in the mud are very deep and the creature was so strong that you could see where the mud was being pushed up from where it was walking, right? So they follow these tracks all the way up to a, a to the river and then these tracks just disappear. Oh, There's no sign of these tracks anywhere
1: and... Also, a good. Uh, side note for that. Um, as they were following him, before they reached that little uh body of water, at one point they became frightened because it had led them into the area, but had disappeared, <gasps> oh, and they like were, a trap. Yes, they were beginning okay. to feel like it was, wa- like it was watching them, oh, like, shit. Oh, like they were kind of whoa. Like, we're kind of in trouble <laughs> right now. Cause yeah, yeah. Tom and Tad, what the fuck? Yeah, we've lost sight of it. Yeah. And now it feels like it might have doubled back on us.
2: Yeah, like we're being
1: watched. Mm. And they could hear you know, noises and whatnot, and they were basically on high alert, but they yeah. still decided <laughs> to push on oh, no! until they very happily, but baffled at the same time saw where the, the tracks ended. Mm-hmm. And they gauged the, you know, what it would have taken for a creature of that size to jump to get across. And it wasn't like a, he could have swam it also. Why not? Because it was a very big, you know, it was a big portion of water, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, wolves aren't really known for their aquatic.
0: (laughs) I just think of our stupid little dogs swimming around. So I'm just like, clearly dogs can can swim. (laughs) I mean, they
1: can. I don't think they do. Hit, you know, yeah, yeah, up, so you
0: know, yeah. Well, I'm very ignorant to all of that. We don't have, like, <laughs> our river is the the river. Walk. Oh, god, <laughs> Jesus Christ, which is a man river. <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> so, after you know, losing tracks, Tom and Tad decide to go back to the chunk of flesh that, uh, that they had shot off to investigate. They say when they got to the piece of flesh, the first thing that they noticed was how terrible it smelled. They said it smelled like death, like as if oh. it had just. Been shot off a you know a corpse right like it just stank it was nasty and, and I rotting.
1: believe they saw some uh, decomposition also huh? yeah what? yeah yes. yeah like it had been sitting there for like you know a while for it to have like you know <laughs> yeah. the maggots and all that stuff Ooh, yeah okay.
2: so uh but this wasn't the only time that 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 this wolf was actually spotted on the ranch. Ellen had also reported seeing this wolf wandering the ranch the land multiple times so much she saw this wolf that she actually reported it to the the local tribe police but to her shock which this is pretty cool right the local tribe police had actually informed her that the last wolf in the area had been killed in 1929
0: oh fuck and this is 1994 (laughs) yes oh my god
2: so oh yeah and that is just kicking us off to, to the things that are going to start happening
1: in, in Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, that, it just gets how That crazy. wasn't even, like, the worst part of it. Because when I first, you know, that's how I started off. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. No, that wasn't crazy at all. That was, like, a very not crazy mm-hmm. thing.
2: So, uh, again, I, I want to say that Skinwalker Ranch encompasses all manners of accounts and encounters and paranormal activity right because it's after this right the wolf that ellen started to actually experience poltergeist activity ellen tells that one day she had brought uh, in her shopping unloaded them and put them all away in her cabinets right it was a load of groceries she left but for only a moment to discover that when she had returned all her groceries were back out and placed on the table
3: <laughs> I'd yeah <get> <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> later she would also witness the cabinet doors opening, closing on their own accord, uh which is also funny because if you remember, oh the locks the locks, yes, this would also explain the locks that people had claimed they' seen on I- inside the home, uh whatever this was for the most part was very mischievous, switching the contents of salt and pepper right oh, and salt and pepper shakes. Home. yeah. Uh, spoons, forks, and knives would go missing uh, and be found later. Tom also got to experience this uh, very briefly, very very minimally. Uh, Tom, on one account, while working with a post hole digger, claims that he had placed the post hole digger tool uh, off to the side and went to his truck to retrieve something. It's when he returned that he found that it was missing, right? And he wouldn't actually find that post hole digger till a few weeks later when he's just walking around and he looks up and he sees it up in a tree. Oh shit. Yeah, this is a
1: very big piece of yeah. machinery. Yeah, this is a big tool. It's Google a big hole tool. Because
0: I never looked up a post hole figure. Well, <laughs> yes. so
2: you you also gotta remember that this is a ranch, right? So like the, the shooters that you see uh probably like at Lowe's is not what you're yeah, gonna no. see from a rancher. This is a different type of tool. This is to
1: to to keep cattle in.
0: So it looks like it's like let me see. A big ol', like, it looks like clippers. No,
1: that is not it. Oh, <laughs> is it
0: this corkscrew looking thing?
1: Uh, It's a little bit way bigger than yeah. that. Yeah. A little
0: bit way bigger. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> this doesn't help.
1: Yeah, those are all, like, for domestic use. Wow. Yeah. yeah. One of these things? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it would be yeah, something like, like, that. like that. Yeah.
0: Like this thing? Yes. Okay. So, for people that don't know what a post hole digger it mm-hmm. literally looks like. It's just like a handheld looking thing, and there's like a giant corkscrew looking thing on it. I guess it's a that thing. You put it in the ground mm-hmm. and it builds, or no, it digs a post hole for you. You're yeah. welcome.
2: Hence,
1: post hole. Uh-huh. <laughs> you I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about going through dirt, poly, caliche, you know, yeah. a couple of rocks, clay, up. stuff like that. Yeah. So it has to be pretty hardy because, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. and then to drag to be able to drag it up a tree yeah there's
0: well uh, we've got supernatural wolves uh
1: and it's
2: funny because you you say that right like to drag it up a tree because uh also when tom discovers that it was missing there were no tracks there was no evidence of anybody actually dragging this away yeah
1: Yeah. away. because that's the first thing you think god damn who stole it like right right
2: right and uh yeah so That's going to be the common running thing, theme in this entire story is that, uh, again, no evidence, nothing. uh, Well, very minimal evidence in some cases. Uh, One of the bigger events that may have been attributed to the poltergeist was when Tad and a couple of his friends were tasked to move 200 poles, right? These are poles to make pens, like corrals, right? They were asked to move these poles from one area or from the area that they were in to a work area. But when Tom had returned later that day to see if the job had been done, he saw that all the material was still in their original location, right? So he went out and found Tad and asked why the job hadn't been done. But Tad argued that it had, and he took all morning doing it. So Tom, I don't know what what he's thinking, you know, he, he goes back to investigate and does realize that. Yes, they're in the same area, but they're not in their original location because he could still see the indention from where they actually were laying. Oh. So it was like only a few feet over, and just to fuck with him. Yeah. So essentially, yeah, yeah. So that that's that's fucked up, right? Because yeah. if these kids really did move all that shit, and then it gets moved all the way back, yeah, you, you know,
0: tets all this motherfucker. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it, it's it's not it's not as simple as like where let's say you like a regular poltergeist where you come in and like you put your groceries like how you're giving the example and then they just bring them out this is like a man's hard labor yeah day, yeah that like oh my god did
2: you just pull off your eyelashes Yeah. oh my god that's creepy
1: sorry paranormal.chat <laughs> strenuous you know labor yeah. intensive stuff so course it's going to blow your mind and piss you off at the oh, same fuck time yeah, Took hell all yeah. Day doing that you, you don't even care if it's supernatural you're just <laughs> upset that somebody messed with like your hard work yeah like, hell hey, yeah and then essentially being called a liar for dude
2: yeah and and these uh, again these are these are poles to keep you know cows and thousand pound animals right so they're not light poles they're like 50 to 100 pound poles so i don't care who you are if I'm going to move them a few feet, I might as well move them to the, to the complete area because either way, dad is going to make me do the job. Yeah. Right? So in this account, I kind of believe this one because uh, even me as a kid, I'm not going to do
1: that. Yeah. Just, yeah, I'm not so going to do that.
0: I'm not going to fuck there, around.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. no amount of like hahas that I would get out of <laughs> doing <laughs> labor all over again yeah. yeah. just so I can go gaudy. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: yeah. Even in '94. So, especially in '94, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then the strange objects, uh, on,
1: before that, so you said '94, especially '94. There's no TikTok to record it on, there's no YouTube I know, that's channel. When, I'm yeah. saying
0: there's like nothing to, to do
1: gain there. out of it, yeah.
2: So, uh, now we can actually jump in kind of into the strange objects that start to, uh,
1: Materialize, materialize,
2: bit, yes, because I, I think they're called chupas is what they actually start uh, jumping into the area, right? And these are these weird-shaped, like, porcelain RV-type things that just float around, right? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty it's cool. So one night while on a night walk, Tom, Tad, and Tom's nephew, Dave, Describe witnessing a strange object with lights off in the distance. Due to previous poaching on his land, Tom decides to take the boys and go over there and investigate. Tell them to get the fuck off the land, right? Yeah. So they start to approach this strange object or these strange lights, and it begins to move in the opposite direction. Tom also notes that it's now that he doesn't actually hear an engine. Or Actually seeing the lights bouncing like if it's driving over terrain, right? So he's already kind of noticing these things. Thank you. Uh, And it's just all strange to him, right? So they're continuing to pursue it, still pursuing it. And then they witness something even stranger. They see that the light smoothly lift itself over and then go back down. It's when they actually get to the spot that they realize that these lights were actually lifting themselves over the fence line. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's, it's
1: very weird. Like, they didn't have a body, but they did. And the light was just kind of like to realize where they were at.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, Tom finally notices that this these lights actually reach a grove of trees. And to himself, he's thinking, you know, he knows his land. He's, like, thinking, okay, fuck, if anything, I got this thing trapped, and I can finally go over there and actually get to it. So they actually get a little bit closer, and it's then that they witness that the the craft actually slowly lifts itself 50 feet in the air, and they're close enough to actually get a good look of this, right? And it's this description that's, it's strange,
1: (laughs) Very strange. Uh, Yeah, it's it's even I don't believe it. Like, yeah, just me personally. I was like, I don't know.
2: So uh, now with a better look, Tom describes it as being weirdly shaped, smooth, and looking like a fridge. Right? I, I I just can't. I can't put it in any better description. Neither could he. It's like this fridge shape, but
1: uh, I guess I had time to reflect on that comment that he was making because. If me and you, or let's say one of our kids, were to describe a fridge, we would picture what a fridge is thing because that's what they grew up with. Right, right. But he's an older gen. Is he describing a fridge from like twenty 20s or oh, something? Oh you know, yeah, I mean, something that's was a little bit of more futuristic.
2: <laughs> you know. So I you know and and that that's actually you're right because when they described it as being porcelain, that was the first thing that I uh, imagined was like the the nuclear family 1950s fridge right exactly, where you yeah. had the
1: latch that yeah. Exactly and sometimes it would be fri- it would be a fridge but the way that it would keep things cool is you would have to put a chunk of dry ice in there Oh really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Actually, I didn't know that either. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, there was a couple of uh, you know, uh I think they would give you also the entertainment center where it was the TV uh the radio, the track player mm mm-hmm. Mhm and it had like a alcohol holding set in there oh, where you had your uh, like your your wine your whatever and it had a little thing where you could put either dry ice or regular ice in there oh shit it was essentially like an entertainment center with a bar damn so like cuz you know it was
0: why did these go out of
2: fashion
1: uh cuz they were like really big you know, it's a vinyl player plus a radio plus.
2: Uh, oh, I think we actually had one. I don't know. I think Mother actually had one in the back. And the and and that's it. It was an addition.
1: I, I this might be an upgrade because it was also a fireplace.
2: Oh, I remember. You, you know that. what?
1: They, they did. They, they, do, they do did start doing that at one point. I guess to x out the alcohol cabinet mm-hmm. that was there in, in the place of it, but you know. It, when furniture was really weird back then oh
0: yeah there's fucking globes with like what is it like the whiskey thingies in it you know like the giant globes and you could open it and then
1: like it's, it's like a world globe. oh, when you oh it. i yeah. get what you are saying. Or, like,
0: that's what i want that's i'll God. be fancy like look yeah. at her being so worldly and then i'm actually an alcoholic poor locals but, anyways, <laughs> continue. I'm sorry. What kind, <laughs> of,
1: oh, what kind of white cloud would you like?
0: <laughs> have everything but
3: ruby grapefruit. <laughs> oh, God.
1: So, uh, again, they witnessed
2: this thing lifting 50 feet up into the air before silently disappearing over the ridge. Right? They, though, were not the only ones to witness this craft. Other ranches surrounding the area also claim to have seen the same object. Oh. Right? Yeah. So. Uh corroborating stories.
0: That's that's so the other ranchers said it was like a fridge too? Yep. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> Floating fridges, okay.
1: <laughs> and the funny thing is that no one would communicate with each other or even try oh, yeah. to admit that yeah. it would happen. Is so it, they was... didn't
2: have next door app. <laughs> well, see, I, I think that the neighboring ranch was like five miles over. Oh wow. Yeah. And I think it was uh owned by uh like a manual gomez or something like i can't that remember it just makes
0: me think is your refrigerator running okay, no <laughs> bitch it's flying
1: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, again you got to put yourself in the perspective there's no internet there's no cell phones right right i mean all you have to do is essentially look out
3: your, mm-hmm, your front mm-hmm. door
1: so you're you're checking everything you're looking at the sky the stars <laughs> you know the wind you know you you're actually paying attention to your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. So they were probably like, holy oh, crap, what's going on at that other ranch? There's a fridge in the air.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lit.
2: <laughs> so uh, this one, this one really truly made me feel bad for Ellen. Like, because this one really felt like she was terrified, right? Because this was not the stop of these strange objects, I, I right? I felt
1: like they. They, it went extra hard on her.
2: Yeah, it it did because even during the investigation with uh, uh, with NIDS, it went extra hard on one particular investigator during uh, during their time there uh, oh. at NIDS. So I don't again I don't know. I mean, even though it was going hard on Tom, it seemed like it was a different uh, a different experience with, with Ellen. All right. So one night on her way home, Ellen went. Uh, Ellen des- describes witnessing a triangular-shaped object silently keeping pace with a car about 20 feet away from her. When she arrived home, she went inside and looked out the window to investigate. She describes what she saw as being brightly lit. She also sees a figure sitting behind what she can describe as being a desk in a cockpit. Right? Uh, it gets up and walks outside of the craft. She says by her estimations that it's 7 feet tall at least and wearing all black, with knee-high boots and a visor. And it just stands there and stares at her. Right? So she, that night, Tom is out of town. So she gets a hold of Tom and tells him, get the fucking home right now. Like, yeah. get the fuck home right now. And I would like
1: to add that, that is the closest to a human figure description throughout the whole time that I know. Right, There's been, right. uh, like, shape but nowhere where you could say, hey, there it, it's clothed. It's um, got some
0: knee high boots, they're quite fashionable. <laughs> some yeah, go go.
1: Exactly. Boots. Like where you could say, like, oh, it's been described. Usually after that the descriptions are very ambiguous where you mm-hmm. can draw mm-hmm. you can't draw a line where whether it's human or something mm-hmm. else.
0: So I have a question. Okay. So you said that the triangle is following her twenty feet away. Mm-hmm. Was it like on the side, or was it behind her?
1: They don't what?
2: know. Uh, so the way I remember it in the story, right, uh, I don't know if you – because there there was actually a rewrite of uh, the Utah, U- U- Utah UFO display and, and stuff. There was a – I think it was the Utah UFO display, right, where I guess they clean up some of the details of the stories, but from my understanding – it was right next to her. Oh no, right. no, that's like, even scarier. It caught up to her and started keeping pace with her. Oh no, right? Like she saw it out of the side of her eye, and then yeah. So yeah, yeah pretty
0: that's creepy. A big, that's a big fuck no.
1: <laughs> so and again, uh, you're let's just add a little more ambiance. This is a you know, this is a, a, a ranch, dirt road, really no mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. no lights out. So no cell phones. Yeah, very. I mean, no, probably no ambient light at all, right? It's just, I mean, other than moonlight or Ooh. starlight, no. but yeah, yeah so it, it's her headlights, and it's a course, big hell no, for me. yeah, of course you're gonna see something <laughs> glowing next to you, yeah, and at the same time you can't stare at it because mm. it'll mess up your, you know, your your eyesight. You're essentially driving, oh yeah, so yeah. you gotta understand like how it could have been where she can't directly look at it to kind of like make out what it is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not stop the car. Yeah, but yeah. then if you stop the car, you know, what if what if it's not something that you should stop the car for? <laughs> yeah, before? no
2: shit. Yeah, yeah. Definitely.
1: So again,
2: she calls Tom and tells him to get the hell home, right? Like get here now. And Tom does, right? He drives all night to arrive the next morning uh, to to see what's if she's safe, right? So they actually go out to the area where they where Ellen describes seeing this object. Uh, uh landed i guess whatever you want to call it uh so the object is already long gone by then all right of course, it, so of course. Let, let's yeah. just
1: add a, a, again you know for people listening she called him cuz of course landline no cell phones right right they communicated he said i'm on my way
3: <laughs> yeah
1: and throughout that whole time of a the drive there's no way at all for him to communicate with her cuz oh, there's yeah. no cell phone so wow he's i didn't at even the think about that seat. Yeah. driving like a bat out of hell because there's a strange thing <laughs> with thigh-high boots. <laughs> no, and it, just Stuck imagine... Dr.
0: Frankenfurter. Yeah, just
1: imagine <laughs> how wild that is to him. He's yeah. thinking it's, I don't know, some kind of sexual deviant. Something's yeah. going yeah. on, you know. Yeah, th- from a
2: very basic level, you're absolutely right. Like, if anything, this thing might, you know, kind of take advantage of his wife and kill her, right? Yeah. Yeah. But so, from what he's already
1: experienced... This is something fucking strange, Yeah, right? You know, it's not its not a floating object. It's not a wolf. It's not... I mean, this is... She's given it human characteristics, and I think that's the scariest thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. again, to the listeners, there's no way to communicate through this, I don't know, hour drive, two-hour yeah. drive. We don't know how... I, I personally don't remember or
2: nah. heard how... You
0: know. I have a question. Okay. So how long did she say he was... Like, this figure was out there watching her?
2: Uh, so, I don't think after witnessing it, she ever went back to, to like, reinvestigate. Because oh. I think it just terrified her so much that she was already just kind of done with it and waiting for Tom
1: to arrive. Like,
0: I'm going to go hide in the closet.
1: Pretty much. Yeah, right? I
0: don't
1: blame her. I would. Do. I mean, <laughs> again, like I said, she makes the call. She talks to him. He leaves the place where the phone's at. There's no more calling him. There's yeah. no more getting yeah. into community. He's on the road. Yeah. And same thing with him. He's been told, I'm in danger. There's no more... Calling every like 15 minutes. Are you okay? Is it out there? Is it still out there? Are you yeah, all right? The
2: convenience of like a cell phone is, is non
1: existent. That's the
0: reaction you better have for me if I ever
1: tell you I'm <laughs> in trouble. Well, FYI. <laughs> if there's no cell phone, then yes. And if you somehow don't grab the gun that's in the side of the house, that's on yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even that's know what is. <laughs> God.
2: So he arrives, right? Like I mentioned, and uh, the craft is gone by now. But that's not the strangest thing right because of course the craft would be gone
3: yeah
2: uh it's the 18 inch footprint smooth with a rounded heel that they find in the ground that is strange to them which is strange right because they describe she describes him as having knee-high boots i don't know if these boots have like a cutout for the foot or what but uh
1: Yeah, it's an interesting fact to note that, and it's, they do it's find this footprint. It's in the silhouette. It's in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. She's freaking mm-hmm. out. Her eyes are. Oh yeah, are, that's true. Her, her pupils are probably dilated yep. from fear, and she's just some attributes probably seem more she's exaggerated throw than others.
0: out there. Bigfoot found some really good looking boots.
1: <laughs> Big Bigfoot was <laughs> out on Bigfoot the night. Bigfoot was at Goodwill. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> he saw like, these are exactly what I was looking for. They're not my size. It's okay.
1: Bigfoot. <laughs> Got dressed up and decided he was gonna show somebody off his outfit, but I ended know. up terrifying them.
2: Yeah, and that's what I was. And gonna he say, never wore that? clothes again. <laughs> what does that dude do? always confident? Yeah, that right, he's that never, is, never, that's why
3: he hides. I'm never.
1: God. He's. I'm never doing this again. I did my hair and everything.
3: <laughs> Deep oh conditioned <laughs> boy.
1: Exfoliated <laughs> to the few areas of skin he ten, does have. Ten years of depression after that. <laughs>
0: then he showed up in bear county but okay oh,
1: god. <laughs> for a, a tinder date with the donkey lady or what? oh Clearly. god no
2: no no he doesn't associate himself with that trash oh don't, don't. any
0: hoosers <laughs> if, come if no, me no a one night.
2: knows if no one knows i am the skeptic of the show even though i love the ufo stuff i am the skeptic of the so if she would like to be outside when i leave right now
0: Bring it on. I used to think that she would be in the ditch when I was little. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: I remember that. Then Uh, I assume you're the same person that believed there was alligators and sharks in your swimming pool or bathtub. Yes. (laughs) And that the ground was lava. (laughs) That's the reason was some shit. My uh, little brother was like that. I was like, that's impossible, man. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. (laughs) But um, Anyways. uh, uh, No, no. I mean. For anybody that's new listening to this our reference to the donkey lady she is a san antonio uh cult icon she's uh, a if legend. you go through our back catalog of stories we cover her and her supernatural ways so if you are interested to know who this ravishing lady is <laughs> donkey lady uh,
2: yeah.
1: you know just hit up our backlog you know donkey lady i can't for sure say what how many episodes back that is but i
3: think she's like.
0: She's in the San Antonio folklore episode.
1: Okay, awesome. Okay, nice, nice plug. Oh well, I mean, look, I'm thinking of like the new guys going like, "Who is this donkey lady?"
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, are
1: they talking about like a donkey butt, a Shrek donkey? I'm lost, guys. So join the club, fellas.
2: <laughs> so even stranger, though. Now back to the story. Uh, Tom witnesses a giant, and this and this is the one that Jesse was mentioning earlier. Tom witnesses a giant orange mass that would change shapes. Tom says at the center of this mass, he could uh, see what he could describe as being another sky, right? With clouds and a blue sky and sun and everything else. I mean, he even looked at this through the binoculars that he had on hand. Uh, I think he even went as far as looking through the scope of his rifle because this motherfucker just wanted to shoot everything, right? Like, he's a cattle rancher. He wants to shoot everything. Okay. Uh, but it's at this time that he actually sees a triangular object emerge from the mass, move towards him, and then disappears. His description of the mass also is strange, right? Because this is a giant mass. You would imagine that other surrounding ranches would be able to see this thing because that's how big he's describing it. It's this huge thing. He almost has like a celestial theater right in front of his house. Kind of
1: to add a little bit to that, to me personally, how when I was listening to it, the closest thing in my brain that I could make it comprehend is to, I don't know, make it more relative to people that listening. Mm-hmm. Uh Avengers, where that big old hole opens up in the sky, and it's literally <laughs> like another portal to another world, and stuff right, just starts right. coming out of it. I mean, yeah. it's daylight to night time, yeah. but it, just reverse that.
2: And you're right, because I didn't mention that, and I'm sorry, that that's me my bad on my note taking but it is nighttime in tom's reality going right going into
1: daytime that's going what
2: I into daytime in the center of this mass right so again like i said you would imagine that other people would be able to see this giant mass that's just fucking hanging in the sky so tom actually tries to go out and see if he could see behind it but what he describes is that it's almost like two dimensional because oh. at a certain point he can't see it no more. It just disappears into the distance or into the to the background. It just looks like
1: a strange orange cloud. Yeah, uh, going to Looney Tune effects where you draw yeah. the circle <laughs> and you're yeah. able to stick your hand, but once you go behind it, nothing's there. Yeah.
2: So he returns back to his house and then notices like one of the most profound things here is that this thing can only be seen from the like his home. So yeah. Pretty strange.
1: I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, so he's sitting literally at a point where <laughs> his, he has front row seats. Is this oddity that, that he
0: doesn't want? <laughs> yeah. Yes.
2: And you're absolutely right with that, right? He does not want this because you're going to see later that I mean, all they wanted to do, all that him and Ellen wanted to do was just be cattle ranchers. That's they, all they, found they a wanted very to do.
1: piece of land. Yeah, yeah. And they thought they were like. You know, this is it. This is yeah. This is their little
2: slice of heaven. Yeah, I mean, because they, and they weren't they weren't just cattle ranchers. I mean, they were serious cattle ranchers. They ro- rose like prize winning bulls that would that semen would sell for like just
1: ridiculous amounts of money. And right, a little bit more against to, to Set the ambience like I like to do. Uh, remember, there's no uh, CNN updates about you know black holes and you know science being blown at them, that they are able to right, have, right. you know, how most common people now, they get pumped with certain information that, oh, wow, you know, a new mm-hmm, black hole yeah. got discovered. Oh, another galaxy. This isn't a common thing. You know, <laughs> at this time, yeah you know, you just get like bad weather, low economy, uh, oh, yeah, high economy, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff, you know.
2: Well, even then, I would I would go so
1: far as even saying that like, this is
2: like just local news. Yeah, yeah like, like again, whatever they're yeah, yeah, Like it's just,
1: local you know, news. this happened, you know, Green got went up a, a, a buck you know <laughs> yeah. hardware store da da, 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 mm-hmm. da. so there's no way for them to like have it said in their mind that this is some kind of astrological event maybe it's mm-hmm. a, a yeah an you're right you're
2: you're absolutely right because it's almost because uh a, for a lot of these these accounts tom actually had to learn like the dialogue to describe this stuff he didn't know how to describe this stuff he was just a cattle rancher but not to
1: make him sound ignorant because oh, when yeah. you're a cattle yeah. rancher, you have to know your weather, uh, how to prepare for the, you know, your calf, you know, how to, right. how, to how to prepare yourself. You know, right. He, know, he right. knows his land. So to him, he knows his land. He knows, you know, the bearings. And then this happens. So mm-hmm. you got to imagine how his mind's just...
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so this was a nice segue into the next portion of what begins to happen. The first cow that Tom found mutilated right and i also want to note that mutilations right are not just subject to cows i mean it'll happen to anything that's in the area sheep goat, dog whatever right it's oh shit i just saw something strange oh it's a bug i was gonna say oh fuck there's lights in your camera
1: (laughs) that happens every so often uh they'll they'll, uh track the 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 bug the stupid bugs oh okay yeah and it'll just like just floating around and i'm like uh, the first time i saw it so i was like orbs
2: <laughs> but so uh back to the story right Giant mosquitoes yeah. oh god yeah. man I'm, I'm so sick of fucking something <laughs> so it's uh the first cow that uh tom found mutilated actually had a drill hole board into the left eye of the animal with a strange stench of chemical wine and the body was untouched by scavengers one of the more gruesome mutilations happened one night while Tom and Tad were tracking a cow that had strayed from the herd uh on one stormy night. Uh out while tracking the cow, Tad had noticed that another cow was actually struggling in the canal. He noticed he, he met a he made like a note of it to come back to it uh at a later time, right? Yeah so, she
1: was in like an immediate danger, but they knew that they had to get her yeah, back. Right. They're like, when we circle back around, we'll get you.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, they were able to locate the la- the lost cow, and they returned to the scene of the struggling cow, only discovered to discover that the, the cow had been stripped, right? It was a stripped carcass that they had actually found. Oh, fuck! Huh. Yeah, with a six-inch core drilled into the rectum <gasps> of the, the cow <laughs> and not a sign of blood on or around the body, okay, right? Okay,
0: wait, wait. When you say stripped, are you saying like the skin was stripped off
2: of it? Or? Uh, I'm saying that the cavity of the cow was stripped, right? So it's, all okay, the innards, so all the organs. <gasps> yeah, Whoa. so it's kind of
1: like when you get them ready for slaughter, you take out all their insides and you split them open. What? Like, right. Yeah, like how you get beef. You know, you take out all the, the guts that. and whatnot and you have the yeah. carcass and you split it open. You know
0: what? I'm, I'm just going to. S- tell you i didn't know that i'm sorry i'm stupid but continue oh, God.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so is uh the next cow that was found had both the rectum and the sexual organ scooped out oh right my God. tom remembers seeing a light also the night before around that very cow pen uh and questioned whether or not that that was linked right so tom while expect- inspecting the body found a strange brown substance starting to pool on the animal's hide right uh he also notices that it's quickly evaporating though so he goes up to it and dips his finger into it right and then he smells it right it was cold and then he smells it and says that it smelled of chemical but he couldn't he couldn't identify what the chemical was and yeah i mean that one is
0: I'm glad you didn't follow up with, and then he
2: tasted it. <laughs> oh, God. <gosh. laughs> what was it going to be, barbecue sauce?
0: I don't know, but I was just like, don't let it be like maple syrup or well, something.
1: Again, you're talking about ranchers and their cattle. They have a lot of bodily fluids on them oh, all it, the time, it, yeah, and, yeah. you know, yeah. they stink of it. They, they roll along with it. These are like salt of the earth kind of people. So <laughs> he's not viewing it as I'm like, oh, poor Kyle. He's probably one like, holy crap, there's like Two thousand yeah. dollars, what the hell happened. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And and that is very that is very surreal for him at the just, end of all of
1: this. The feed that he puts into that thing, uh, you know, he, it's not just like, oh, a poor little baby cow or a, a cow died. No, like he's wasted grain mm-hmm, to feed it, mm-hmm. water, time, making sure uh the doctor's visits. Healthy, yeah. yeah. So he's he's gonna be curious. He's gonna touch stuff, he's gonna wanna <laughs> know what happened to it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So after all the events of uh, happening on the ranch, stories started circulating in the summer of 96, and this began to attract people to the ranch. One of those people was a stranger that uh, visited the ranch. He was a tall, blonde man uh, and asked Tom if he could actually meditate on his land, right? Said that this land was actually special for some reason. I don't know how he came to this conclusion, but he did, right? So Tom, thinking to himself, was like, Eh, why the hell not right and agreed to it so the guy jumped in tom's truck and they drove around the land and the stranger said that's the spot that spot right there so tom drives him over he gets out of the truck and he goes sits down begins to meditate right so him uh tom and tad you know go off to do some work or whatever and this is the predator one and uh, this is one of my
1: favorite ones yeah this is this is one of my <laughs> most interesting ones as well
2: so uh him and tad are out there working and tom here's what's what he feels sounds like a cowbell right but tom immediately begins to think to himself my cows don't wear cowbells one and two i know none of my animals are in this area so tom begins to inspect the area right he gives it a quick one over and it's at that moment that he sees something strange at the tree line. Right? He sees uh I guess what he can describe as a creature that is dissipating in the heat of the day and being invisible, okay. almost Let's, like
1: shimmering. Uh, let me emphasize a little bit on that. It's when you're like when you're driving on the highway and you see that Correct. little heat vapor coming up. Correct. Like Correct. that, but instead of the vapor going up, it's the silhouette yes of a person so i'm um, and and that's the best
2: way to describe it right it looks like a predator while it's invisible yeah. right so it's basically a fucking predator uh when suddenly it fucking breaks from the trees at neck break speeds right and it's running towards the stranger just like <gasps> yeah predator in the movie <laughs> yes oh, <fuck. laughs> right so Before Tom can even let out a warning, because this thing is moving fast towards the Stranger, and before he can say anything, before he can scream, the fucking creature is on top. And I don't mean physically. I don't mean physically. Mm -hmm. I just mean he's on top of him, and he stops inches from the Stranger. And both Tom, the Stranger, and Tad describe that it lets out a roar
1: that is unearthly and guttural. Yes, kind of like the most primal of yes. roars yes. like where you like I guess if you were to stand next to a lion while he does it mm-hmm. and you feel the, yes. uh, the the power of what it would be
0: he's upset about that hippie shit I'm just gonna say
2: <laughs> like
1: you brought this
2: hippie on my land. Yeah. <laughs> so it lets out this roar and it, the, the, the meditating man stumbles back screaming and just fucking terrified and panicked it backs off and then retreats back to the tree line right so tom and tad make their way over to the guy who's still panicking and this is a fucking funny part which is going to kind of take it out but i i love this part right so tom actually makes his way back to the guy and the guy the stranger actually jumps up into tom's arms Hi. weeping crying and panicking and Tom allows this for a while, right? He's just,
1: I yeah, guess he's because he, he knows it's some strange ass shit. He just saw a fucking predator <laughs> run up to this dude and he allowed a predator scare, you know, <laughs> and this dude shit his pants. And he's yeah. holding him. So
2: he tries to get him off of them, but he's not letting him go. So he tells him, if you don't stop, I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> <laughs> right? So the guy finally agrees, but under one condition. And he says, you need to immediately, you need to take me back to the truck now because this land is cursed. Mm. So that's the last time you see of that stranger. That hippie. Yep. And, uh, yeah, oh, my God, that is such a good one.
1: Such a good one. I love that but, story. Uh, what always draws me in about these stories is like how you get to see, like, how he's easy, like there's something about the land where he's, it kind of just gives into them because they're easy going. Like, yeah, you know what? Strange, but let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> let's it, see it, where this goes. It's a, yeah, it's a recurring theme with them where they're like, they know it's kind of out of character, cattle rancher, weird dude coming up, wanting to meditate on your land. Um, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> yeah, I just saw a flying fridge and a eighteen-inch. <laughs> Bunk fucking <laughs> foot foot, which means there's like an eighteen inch dick out there. There's oh a my gosh. there's a Chris Evans out there. Yeah. <laughs> and
3: <laughs> have you found the Chris Evans wiener pick? No, but there's a
1: bunch of like reacts <laughs> of like uh, there's a bunch of memes already out there. I showed you the meme with a girl Yeah where, and
0: you know You know what, we should check Reddit later. But
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> Back to it, you know, I, I like how it's like he you was know, like, Oh well, you know, what's the strangest thing that could happen? let that's Humor this. And then the strangest yeah, yeah. thing that can happen happens. You, <laughs> oh a predator popped up.
2: Because
1: yeah, that's what yeah. everybody says. Fuck it. Well, you know, what's the weirdest thing that could happen? Yep. And then it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not. It, it won't be the first. And it won't be the last time. It, as long as we continue, you guys will see. It's like, what's the fucking. Okay, let's do it. What's the weirdest <laughs> yeah. thing that could happen? Yeah. Imagine that's
0: like. Like, nothing can beat predator. And then it's just like, you know what? Let me amp it up.
1: Exactly. Because, I mean. You got to think about it now. Of course, I'm thinking that this is like a man's man. He's like a, a rough dude. So just like most of us guys, whenever something traumatic or crazy happens, we burn it down and then we scrutinize the shit out of it where we're like, mm-hmm. nah, it didn't really happen. But you know what happened. Yeah. So, you know, he has to live through it again, especially all the strange shit that's been happening. So oh, yeah. I wonder and- if
2: he like ever meditated again.
1: Oh, the the, wow, the hippie you wanna, dude.
2: You want to dig into the hippie's fucking you story? What, yeah, or you well, know, what, I, I just—I I, would
1: have liked to know, like, what his background was. What led him to, like, not was even he like
0: that? I just want to know, like,
1: did, did this did, he yeah, did
0: this traumatize him enough? I'm like, sure well, I sure I want to say it did
1: because he's hugging on to a burly man for all life. <laughs> <laughs> at at no point should you ever do that <laughs> as an adult male. So. I, and so i want to ask right
2: now right do you want to make this a three-parter because there is way more and we're running on about an hour and a half this oh could gosh. easily become a two two and a half hour episode
0: you know what okay let's do a three-parter because okay. i didn't even I'm, I'm having so much fun i didn't realize we had and that oh much. my
2: god if we- you and if you're genuine jen if you are truly having some fun this isn't even some of the strangest things. I mean, these are strange, but this isn't some of
1: the stranger things because still, it gets even weird. When we still it's, haven't hit the different type of orbs. We still haven't yeah. hit the the stuff underground. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like then, let's definitely do this as a three parter because I know when I listen to podcasts, like my attention spans about an hour.
2: Correct, and and, that, and that's why I wanted to see if maybe you wanted to do this because we're just about to round this off, right? Because yeah. there are still a few more accounts with the orbs, but it's. It's the last one that I really focus on right now that uh, really turns the tide for Tom, right? This is when he kind of puts out a plea for help, right? So let me get back to my notes. Okay. All of this, not even, this, all of this just does not even include the other strange sightings, right? Like these, the, the couple that I took were kind of the main stories and the strangest ones, the most interesting ones that the Gormans uh, actually had had sightings of, right? uh it's not until the next event the the one that happened on april or in on a night of uh april of 1996 right so tom was on his porch trying to relax when he noticed the strange orange structure up here again right but because we hadn't even gotten into the blue orbs right the blue orbs were little blue minis. yes they were like the more hostile ones in all of these stories for some reason or another we don't know because there's actually another story where tom is out one day kind of shoveling hay and this is where he kind of gets the idea that they are you know what let's do that story right i don't have it in my notes but i remember it pretty clearly
1: yeah let me just uh kind of like backtrack on that okay so they've They've been seeing orbs for a while already, basically oh yeah, and yeah. they're the they're like red or orangey orbs, right right, right. Mischievous, awing, but not anything where they're mm-hmm. afraid, yes, which is and everything that they can recall. Yes, they and see, that
2: is something to note, like Jesse said, they never fear feel they
1: never fear uh, feel, feel fearful. fearful or anxious or yes, anything. of it. with and, the orange ones. Yes, and they see them constantly it's It's a recurring thing, weird shit. But when these blue orbs yes. happen, no matter what distance, as soon as they're aware of them, or that they know that they're there, they're instilled with a deep fear dread factor. I mean, they it's like their mm-hmm. flight uh fighter uh fighter uh fight or flight yeah uh, mm-hmm. instant gets immediately amped up
2: yeah. And you're right because there's one account where Tom and Ellen are actually on their porch. Uh, trying to relax right just having simple conversation when one of these orbs actually appears and what it does is it comes up to tom and Ta- uh tom and ellen and uh just kind of floats there and if i'm remembering correctly uh tom gets this overwhelming sense of dread he says that it is so strong that he almost feels like he's going to have a seizure, that he is in so yes, much dread, dread. so like, almost, much fear. Yeah, and this is, like, yes.
1: immediate. Like, yes. as soon as you are you make eye contact with it and you're aware that it's there, mm-hmm. it, I don't know if it radiates it or what it is that it is, but it's described as you're literally kicked into, like, overdrive.
2: Yeah. Yes. So Ellen kind of being... Uh, it, she always seems like she's the level-headed one. Like, she always kind of approaches this from... A different perspective. Panicky grabs a nearby flashlight and flashes it at the orb, and the orb actually moves to avoid the flashlight. Ooh. Right? Yeah. It's so strange. And then it just disappears as it as it just appeared. Right? Like it just it's just gone. Right. So uh, there's also another story where Tom is actually out in the field, kind of shoveling hay. And uh, one of these orbs appears, right? And it's watching him. So he gets tired of this shit, and he actually throws down the pitchfork and goes over there and starts trying to chase it. But it kind of, like, disappears, and Tom gets the idea to to jump into a haystack and hide, right? (laughs) He wants to see if this thing is, like I said, is it being controlled? Is it omnipotent? Is Is it aware so he jumps into a haystack, and what he witnesses next is actually pretty cool. I don't know why I didn't put it in my notes, but the orb returns, and it starts kind of floating back and forth as if it's looking for him. Oh, yeah, it's pretty interesting this one. So he waits a while, and he observes this, and then he just jumps out of the the hay and just starts cussing at this fucking thing. He just starts berating this this orb, and then again, it just
1: disappears. Like, whoa, well, no, it blinks on and off and then just disappears. Yeah, it, it gives it some kind of mor- <coughs> Morrissey code, kind of like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's going like, fuck you. <laughs> <Back>. <laughs> it's fucking <You> <laughs> shit. Yeah, like, essentially, that's what it is because he responded hostile to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's never done that before. Mm-hmm, it's always mm-hmm. just been an orb and it did some kind of, you know, binary blinking at him. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Did you describe. Did you say like how big these orgs are? Uh
2: so you're you're absolutely correct. I did not, but I do have the description. He always describes it as being bigger than a baseball, but smaller than a basketball. Okay. So I guess maybe about like that. Yeah. Like this I guess the circumference of maybe a football, right right there in the middle.
3: Okay.
1: I right. wanna say it, it's also based on the distance and how close it gets to them. Cause um you yeah. know, he's he's viewing this as like eyeballing it but not wanting to get too close to them right right so and then it's the middle of the night mm-hmm. they're glowing mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. something glowing in the middle of the night can look bigger than what it is oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: at any point did he think like this is like some crazy government bullshit
2: yes absolutely i mean for a while for a good portion of like the three years that they were there two or three years I mean, he had this idea that it was the government, the f b i the c i a kind of doing something there. I can't remember exactly the details, but you're you're right. He did actually i mean he was trying to figure this out yeah, he was a simple cattleman, a simple cattle rancher all he like again all he wanted to do was just fucking raise his cattle and make some money, yeah, but he has he's having all these strange things happen to him, so he's trying to rationalize this stuff in his head, so let's go. And uh because, like I said, we're we're rounding the hour and a half right here.
3: Okay.
2: Let's get to the last event.
3: Okay.
2: Right. And this one, <sighs> it's gonna tug on your heartstring, Jen. Oh no. Yes. Well, it's,
0: it's a good thing I've it's, already it's, been uh,
2: fucking up my eye makeup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? What does that have to do with anything? Because if I have to cry, it's okay.
2: Uh, it's sad, but I don't know if it's gonna make you cry.
1: Yeah. Right? Um. It, uh, do you want to set it up and then I, I start? Because this is like one of my favorite ones.
0: You know what? Just, 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 just do go it. with it. Yeah. Okay. Just, okay, do let's it.
2: just band-aid it.
0: Yeah. Just, <coughs> just fucking rip it off.
2: All right. I tried wording this really nicely so that we can get creepy and get set up for the next episode if we needed to. Okay. All right. So one night in April of 1996, Tom was on his porch trying to relax when he noticed that the strange orange structure had appeared. It just lingered there when one of the blue orbs that we were just describing had appeared. Now, he had been dealing with these orbs for a while and and knew that uh, the blue orbs were not good. His dogs began to grow and bark. So without kind of really thinking to himself, he was like, fuck it, and let them loose, (gasps) right? (laughs) Right? So also remember, These are ranch dogs. These are working dogs. They can handle animals. Let's
1: backtrack it a little bit more because I I got extra sauce on this. this (laughs) Okay, so again, he's sitting there on his front porch. Right, right. And he sees the orb come up Mm -hmm. and he immediately starts to feel the fear.
3: Okay, okay.
1: And this is one of the first times where he has these dogs with him. Relaxing with them, mm-hmm. and he is so bothered by it that the dogs catch on to what's wrong with him. Like they're like, "Oh, like what's mm-hmm. wrong, guy? Like why? Why did you go from like zero to hundred right now?" And these dogs start kind of, you know, going, "What the hell?" So in these dogs becoming that way, they start barking at mm-hmm. the the orb. And the orb seems kind of like startled by it and kind of retreating a little bit. So he sees, oh, my God, mm. he's scared of the dogs. Wow. Right. He's not scared of me. You know, as they've had encounters before. So he, he puts two and two and goes like, maybe if I let these dogs loose, yeah. they'll get it. Because yeah. clearly he's scared of the dogs. That means that he thinks that the dogs have an overpowering force over it. Right. So that's when he... Decides to release yeah. the dogs because making the judgment where he always makes animals that stand their ground, you should be scared. I'll like, go oh, crap. Something's right. going to happen to my dogs. But right. if the animal starts to retreat, you let the hounds loose and they should be able to take it down. But, okay, now he releases the dogs.
2: Yeah. And like I said, these are, these are cattle dogs. These dogs can handle thousand-pound animals, right? Like, I mean, they could scare the shit out of animals. They know how to handle themselves. Right? So he releases the dogs, and the dogs run up to the orb and begin to jump up and try to bring it down to their level, right? They're trying to snap at it and try to grab it so that they could, I guess, maul it, right? Uh, But the orb even seemed to be taunting them by dipping down and then going back up, dipping down and going back up, and then it slowly starts to retreat to the trees. But not in a retreat, yes, like your oh no suggests. Not in a retreat where it's like, ah, oh, I'm scared. It's more of a retreat of, like, come here. Oh come here. God. Right? So...
1: <laughs> yeah, so, again, like you said, they follow it, the orb gives chase. Because he's, like, he basically tugs his tail and the orb goes. So the dogs go, and he ends up losing sight of them. Yep, and yep. he hears them snarling and going Marking, crazy. Yep, yep. And... Of course, eventually, he starts to hear the cries of and yelps yelps of agony until dead silence. Yep. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> well, it's, it's three last sharp yelps yep. that he hears. He, he, he starts to hear the pain and the, the screaming, yeah. but then it's three
1: sharp yelps, and,
2: and then it's just silence. dead silence.
1: <laughs> and he, I believe, tries to call out to him a couple of times, yep. mm-hmm. but he is so scared of what oh, might yeah, have happened yeah. that he decides I'll oh, just wait till the morning Yeah. What? Oh, well no, okay. so you
2: you also gotta remember the all these things I mean,
1: so remember everything, everything that we just everything told that's been you. happening we have creatures and he's been we have given orbs an inch of hope that these <laughs> dogs are gonna like actually make the difference yeah he has very he, he's gone from like dread to feeling like, oh yeah, I finally found a way <laughs> to, to to scare keep, this you know, Yeah. To, and then it's back to square one, if not yeah. more, because he just lost two prized, three, ranch. three, three. three. Oh yeah, my gosh. and he's scared shitless that he won't <laughs> go and he won't go past that point to go look for him. Yep. So, so he waits. Yep. So Tom, concerned for his dogs,
2: like Jesse said, waited to investigate because he sure as hell wasn't going out into those woods. As I mentioned, everything that just happened on this ranch. And
1: this man has guns. To
2: you know
0: i'm just gonna say like i relate to that stupid girl in that one zombie movie that ran after her dog in the crowd of zombies oh
1: oh the the new uh i don't, I don't know day of movie. the dead i, I mean know. it's yeah. so easy to say that when you haven't been terrorized by oh, yeah. these things yeah i guess until you've seen a five foot wolf you
2: know, already come up to and you, you want to
1: run into the darkness <laughs> you, after you heard.
3: Oh, I
2: tough, just, your three I'm tough so dogs.
0: attached to my dogs. Like Lola is literally, <laughs> literally sitting on my feet right now. Like fat Rosie and skinny Rosie were like my babies. It's just, I, I can't imagine not well, running well, after them.
2: So, so I, I'm going to say that he did have concern for his dogs because yeah, he, he stood you, there for really two did. hours. Yeah. He, he waited for two hours for he was his, calling, his dogs. Yeah. To come he was back.
1: It's not like he didn't want to, but he knew that whatever happened to the dogs was more than likely going to happen to him. Yeah. So, in his. He's got a family to look after. (laughs) Yeah. He's got.
2: So, like I said, he waited two hours to see if his dogs would return when they when he realized that they didn't he decided to go to sleep and wake up the next morning to investigate right like he was going to wake up early and go out there and see what happened mm-hmm. so he went to bed the next morning tom woke up and went into the woods uh what he discovered was pretty disgusting terrifying and confusing all at the same time he says that what uh, that when he finally reached the area that this happened in the first thing that he noticed was the smell of burnt flesh. Right? So he finally goes into a clearing where he sees what he can describe as three brown burnt greasy patches and no signs of his dogs. Oh my god. So just basically liquefied, I oh guess, my god. or exploded, just just gone, just just bleh, gone, right? So it's this that finally makes him implore uh and seek out help. Because soon after he actually puts out an article in the Desert News, right? The local news with a simple request that says, I want this to stop. And that's where we'll pick up on the next episode. Because yes. My heart is breaking.
0: <laughs> Those poor pups.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was that that's a real but it just Okay, you've gotta think about it from when we first started to this point. It was all basically buggersome and kind right, of right, and a nuisance. And now we're getting to the point where lives yeah. are being taken. Oh yeah, regardless yeah. whether they're animals or humans, there's. Lives being taken, cattle is being mutilated. Oh yeah, And yeah. Dogs are being vaporized. So <laughs> he's and, gone. He's and gone you're from absolutely something where it was just an annoyance, a nuisance, uh jump scare, to corpses, mm-hmm. yeah. smells. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. here anymore. We're losing uh, body counts here. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're—I mean—we're gaining body counts. So. And
2: you're absolutely right because again, you—I uh, I haven't put so much of an emphasis on this. But they are first and foremost, cattle ranchers, so now they're starting to lose money. like their livelihood is on the line, and that is kind of why he puts out this plea for help, because, like Jesse said, it started off as being mischievous, just kind of sightings, and now it's moved to you know, Tom is losing heads of cow, you know, by the dozen in oh a week. God. Like yeah, he's oh, finding yeah, that's with his money. Okay. yeah so it's it's at this time where it became personal right like i guess it crossed the line at some point yeah. where it was like "Fuck, it just killed my dogs like my my cattle yeah dogs. yeah and, yeah. and like, your conventional
1: means of protection aren't working yeah guns yeah. aren't working so you can't shoot an orb you know mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. it's not threatened by your demeanor even as much as you may mean it, mm-hmm. it, it, it there's no way that you can scare this off Mm-hmm. physically or verbally so
0: i'm just saying I, i'm upset
1: doesn't know what to do <laughs> with these fucking with the blue orbs yeah
0: <laughs> fuck those blue orbs fuck y'all
1: but yeah
2: that is where we're going to pick up next week then uh see and and you said that this you know it was it was strange that you can never dig skinwalker red but, oh my god i this
0: love is this one that i've never heard of and like i feel like this is the one that hits me well i
1: mean like if to be honest to you like yes I'm gonna be blatantly honest. If you sit here and just listen to how I listen to the facts, mm-hmm, it can mm-hmm. be very boring. Uh-huh. Because you're given the accounts and you're I mean, I'm not saying that the people that I heard it from weren't doing a great job, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to someone that like me that isn't enthusiastic about it, like as soon right. as I'm hearing I'm thinking of the time period. Yeah, okay, we're yeah. in the nineties. You're trying to put yourself yes, in the in, in the, the position yeah. that, that's going on. And I'm thinking like,
0: oh crap, like this like is baby spice is a thing there.
1: <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a thing for this gentleman right now. You don't
3: know he could
0: the be thing that would be
3: for
1: him right now would be like the grain cells. Uh, it it's a really sweet spot for him. I can see how optimistic he is when he bought oh, yeah. the ranch. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Saw how much land he was getting and the cows that he was. Eating, he was basically thinking, "I'm gonna become the next millionaire. Millionaire. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. It's this is gonna be huge. Gold. Yeah, yeah. And then." All these strange things start to happen. So, but he's not gonna <laughs> give up because he's invested too much into this. Oh yeah, yeah. Up until stuff starts to get mutilated, because mm-hmm. it's one thing to say you saw a uh, apparition and not physically smell it, touch it, and mm-hmm. know that it's there. So these bodies are piling up on him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Fuck, I gotta do something about mm-hmm. it."
2: And and you're absolutely right because. It's, he's going to continue, actually, with the investigation after he uh, sells the ranch to Bob Bigelow or Robert Bigelow in the next episode. But we'll get there because he, he wants answers. Yeah,
1: he's, he's uh, you know, it's, it's going to be something that's going to keep him up at night. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, there's no way that you can explain from going to <laughs> what could be metaphysical to actual physical evidence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, we're getting the 90s. There's no uh you know quarterized machines. There's no yeah. like there's yeah. no I like well I guess at the point there is, but I'm talking about from our point of view. Yeah. You could say, yeah. oh yeah, you know, it's just this, it's just that. So
2: Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I hope you had fun with that one.
0: I I I've learned a lot of stuff. It broke <laughs> my heart. I was having fun earlier, but now I'm just like, I need to watch a Disney movie. <laughs> um but okay. So Guys, sorry for leaving on such a sad note. Unless you're not a dog person.
1: I'm a dog person. Well, I mean let's not uh, if you're leaving on a sad note, I hope you're leaving on a sad note because of this man's livelihoods and uh, you know.
0: Well he sold animal. his ranch to to Bigelow guy.
1: Yeah, he sold his ranch out of desperation. He didn't know yeah. he didn't know how to fight against this. Yeah. He essentially and that's one of the things for a cattle man. To actually give up, I like, think that oh, must yeah. have that yeah. must have broken his ego and his like <laughs> the way that this man is because and his heart, yeah, because this is a man that like would push through seasons of drought probably. Oh and, yeah, you know, like he yeah. would make sure that he makes it because he mm-hmm. wouldn't leave a legacy. And just to throw in the towel, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 I'm pretty sure it broke him. I'm pretty sure if that dude's still alive, he still
2: he thinks about <laughs> questioning it. it. Yeah,
1: I'm sure.
2: Well, okay.
0: Thanks guys for listening. Go watch a Disney movie or something. <laughs>
2: Listen
0: to a musical. Just
1: just don't pay that much for Mulan. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, god. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: I thought it was good, but whatever. I um, yeah, yeah, I
1: don't, no, I don't okay. think you would have said it was good if you paid 30 bucks for it.
0: <laughs> um, this is true. Let's <laughs> just again
1: let's just throw that factor in there. You're saying eh, it's okay, but imagine if you had a fork over those thirty bucks. <laughs> well, we have
0: the Mandalorian season two to look forward to. So. Oh yes.
2: Sweet baby Jesus.
0: Baby Yaura. But any hoosers okay guys. Um all right, before we sign off, uh just a couple of reminders. Find us on uh Facebook or Instagram at paranormal.chat. Uh, you can email us your stories to be read uh, at let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. Or you can also email, email us there so you could set up a time to do a Zoom call and you can be on the show. Um, and make sure to leave us a rating, a good rating, and a good review <laughs> <laughs> at Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. And I am working on the YouTube page.
2: Oh yeah. Uh is it too early to say that we're gonna do something special for the month of October for no, it's not. October? Yeah, we, we,
1: we hold nothing back here.
0: Yeah, we're we're definitely already talking about how we want to make October special. We
1: already talked about Chris Evans Wiener. What else? <laughs> well, <laughs> what else do we gotta hold back on? We're gonna American start. treasures. <laughs> We're gonna start making Chris Evan Weiner pendants. Yeah, that's America's penis right there. That
0: is gonna be a Christmas ornament.
1: Nice, I like it. I'm, I'm so scared to like type it into my Google thing. I'm gonna be completely your FBI totally
0: agent. Is like, what are you doing? No, I mean he's
1: waiting. He's all he's gonna do it any freaking second now, and he's all do it. Is it is it like the, the cabin in the woods guys where it's like yeah. what do y'all got right and now? Like guys? you see like the letter pop up and like right before I hear enter, it's just like backspace backspace backspace, And it's like you coward <laughs> Just get a text message from like, the, says, like someone FBI, random coward. Look at it in That's the a eye. Good one. Don't
0: blink. He's, he's gonna send it to you. Yeah.
1: He's like, wow. don't look away. That's where he's gonna break
2: his secrecy. It's yeah. like you didn't have the balls to look at Chris Evans' wiener. Don't look away. I'll Google it.
3: But, anyways, <laughs> all right,
2: guys. Well, I knew
1: you were Google it. There's no chance that you weren't you fucking deviant.
0: But okay, guys, thanks for listening to us. Everybody's
1: wife is cool. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Was Google. <laughs> I, I don't give a shit. This all, let me put it on the big TV <laughs> before he gets home. This
0: is my screensaver now. But, okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, tune in next week for episode three of Skinwalker Ranch.
2: Yes, this will be the conclusion.
0: And I am looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Um, have a good week. Please be safe. And I guess
3: stay spooky. All right. Nice. I like it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.